Would you open God's precious holy word to Proverbs 1? And tonight we're in verses 20 through 33. The call of wisdom. Wisdom in Proverbs is personified. It's in the feminine and it's plural. So it probably is to say um, something like every every wise woman or something like that. It's an interesting way to personify wisdom, but we're going to look at it. The loud, open cry of wisdom. So let's look at it here first in verses 20 through 23. Wisdom calls aloud outside in the open squares. She raises her voice in the boisterous boulevards. She cries out at the openings of the gate in the city. She speaks her words. How long you gullible ones or simple ones, will you love foolishness for scorners to delight in their scorning and fools to hate knowledge? Turn at my rebuke. Surely I will pour out my spirit on you. I will make my words known to you. So the lady wisdom either many faceted or every lady of wisdom is calling aloud. Now this is in the most, this is in the busiest place one could imagine. It's, it's in the city and it's in the busiest places of the city, the open squares or, or that could be translated markets, marketplaces in the boisterous boulevards where there's a lot of traffic back and forth, the openings of the gates where official business is carried out. You may remember that an Old Testament uh, cultural uh, idiom was that uh, the official city fathers would meet in the gates and uh, there they would, they would carry out legal business. So this is, this is a summary. She, the, 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 she's speaking out to all of the places where people are expected to be at one time or another. Now, the word here, when she begins to speak, the word here is for silly ones or, or simple, gullible ones. We started out in Proverbs with parents talking to a young son. So we're still in the frame of mind that young people are being counseled. Now here's, here's, here's how it Here's how it plays out. Go to the markets 
Go to the busy places and see what's happening there. Go to the places where business and even governmental business are, are, being, uh, are being administered. Everywhere in the city, now in the cities where all the business is done, people have to buy and sell in the city, in the markets. So the cry of, of wisdom, the many-faceted cry, or every cry of every, of every woman of wisdom is in these very important places where contrast can be made. So what are you going to see in the city? You're going to see people who are well off, dignified, prosperous, confident. And you're going to see the opposite of that. You're going to see beggars. You're going to see people who have failed. You're going to see people who are uh, depressed and distressed. They're going to be the, they're just a contrast of people. One group of people in this contrast, on one side of the contrast, would be those who have been very practical-minded and commonsensical. They have, they have followed sound principles of life that have been proven over and over again. It could be business principles. Uh, it could be the principles of morality. Remember this first thing started with the advice to a young lad not to get mixed up with the wrong crowd because they're going to wind up killing themselves. That's, that's essentially what it said in that first part. We saw it last time. Their lives are going to be ruined and you don't want to be caught up in the ruinous path which they are following. So now the contrast is wider and greater, but it is still an address to those here, so when the quotation begins, we see that it's an address to those who at this point in time are still naive. So this is a, this is a, very, this is a very commonsensical thing to do. Son, come here. Look at so-and-so, or look at so-and-so, or look at so-and-so, and then over here, look at that guy, or these people, or this. I want you to take note of, of, of the dignity and the order of life and the way that they carry themselves. Note that they have been prosperous. They follow a set of principles and rules that have been proven in life to bring success. And then here are the other ones. And it could be, I suppose, that you could, you could see those those criminal thug types that the young lad was being warned about not mixing with, you know. Don't, don't get involved with their lives. They'll ruin you. So on one, on, on, on one side of the issue are those who have an ordered life. It doesn't mean that they're all extraordinarily wealthy or anything, but they have an ordered and peaceful life. They live a life of contentment, and, and they live a life of peace and comfort. It's not that they are in comfort to the point of, of having slaves and all that kind of thing, but they have a peaceful life. Now remember this. The guy, the character behind all of this is who? Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. Remember, that's how it starts out. 
Solomon was given a spirit of wisdom. He talks about that here in, in quoting the character that he has presented here, that is the many-faceted woman of wisdom. So here's the contrast. You want to be like these people or do you want to be like these people? Maybe you need to study and find out what these successful, peaceful, contented people, what principles they've applied in their lives. They've lived by the rules and, and they've ordered their steps in a moral fashion. Over here is the contrast. These people either are wrecking their lives or have already wrecked their lives because they didn't live by sound principles in life. This is the cry of wisdom in the, in the populated place where all the business and all the people and all the hustle and bustle and in such a populated, in such a populous place, one could easily see the contrast. You, you know, I do my best to stay away from big cities, but you could go to big cities and you'll, you see the contrasts all the time if you go to the big cities, right? We were on a youth mission trip one time. and Was it Oklahoma City? Oklahoma? It was in Oklahoma, and I forget. It was either Tulsa or Oklahoma City, one of the big cities. And one of our church buses broke down, which was common for those buses. Something had gone wrong with it, but it was, we were still able to drive it. And we were driving it and put out the feet, put out, put out the, uh, that wasn't me. I'll never eat any more of that. Uh, <laughs> we found a place at that day, it might have been a Sunday, it was an unusual time for a, 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 a mechanic, I guess, to have his, have his place open, but we found it. It was in a rather interesting <laughs> section of town, I'll put it that way. Honest to goodness, did you see that sign? Did we all see that sign? It had, the, it had a person, it was one of those yellow signs, like a street sign, you know, one of those diamond-shaped things, and yellow on the background, and then the message was in black, right? It had the stick man figure of someone crawling. And the words said, wino crossing. <laughs> I guess that's the only time I've ever seen a sign like that. Wino crossing. <laughs> that's where we got our bus fixed. At Wino Crossing. And it was kind of where a lot of overpasses were. And it just like I said, it was an interesting part of town. And one can make the contrast of what was seen there with what was seen in other parts of town. Just the picture, the mental image, just to see it, was in itself a lesson in life. Do you want to be homeless and live under 
an overpass and, and more or less be at the mercy of everybody in the world. That's the life that is depicted here, the life of a, a wino. I suppose if you're like me, I've known several people who have overcome that kind of thing in their lives. And they have listened to the cry of wisdom. There are others who haven't and don't and won't. It's just a case in point. How long, you gullible, simple ones, you silly ones, how long will you love foolishness? How long do you want to keep going on failing? You remember the famous definition of insanity? To keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results, you know? How long will you stay in this mess that you're in? Why? When you can make the contrast between the people that live and, and you can see so easily the principles of life that are applied to those who are content, who live at peace, have some degree of prosperity, and they're making it. And then those who don't. How long will you love Foolishness. For scorners, how long for scorners to delight in their scorning? Those who are not applying the positive and successful principles of life, scorning those who do, that's foolishness. It was Winston Churchill. You've heard this, I'm sure. He had a, he had a political enemy in, in the parliament. And he was at a great disagreement with this particular woman who was a leader in her party. And we've all heard this, but she said, Sir, if you were my husband, I would poison your tea. And he said, Ma'am, if you were my wife, I would drink it. <laughs> to scorn how long how long for fools to hate knowledge it is it is the wise advice of the many faceted woman who is called wisdom, who cries aloud here. It is, it is Im implicit in her statement and her question that if, you, if you're actively seeking failure, then delight in being scornful and hate knowledge. Learning new things. 
I know that it'd be good for me, but, right? So this is a silly, simple, gullible person. Turn at my rebuke, cries this woman. Surely I will pour out my spirit on you. I will make my words known to you. All you have to do is turn around. It's, it's really rather simple. Don't do the things that don't work. Learn and then pursue the things that work. And in the city, there are all kinds of examples. So I cry out to you from the places where people are buying and selling and noting those who are succeeding and those who are not. From the places where people are going up and down and you can tell by just looking at people who is prosperous and content and succeeding along the way and those who are not. And you can, you can hear in the city gates the arguments that are being made and you can take note of those who are winning their legal arguments and those who are not. All you have to do is pay attention. Learn from your mistakes. Apply the principles of success. That's such an easy thing. How long will you love foolishness? Turn at my rebuke. And the wise lady says, I will pour out my spirit on you and I will make my words known to you. To make my words known to you, that's knowledge. So, love knowledge. Learn things in life. And follow those things that are successful. Stay away from those things that are harmful and are not successful. That's just a very simple thing in life. However, we all know people who just won't apply the cry of wisdom into their lives. So it's a... You ever wondered why it's in the feminine? I have. Why isn't this some guy called wisdom? I've thought about that. I've prayed about it. Women have a lot of wires running around. A lot of connections that connect to three or four other things, then those connect to three, just all kind of stuff. Very highly detailed people. Right? Men are not that way. Just kind of one or two wires, one this way and one this way. I saw a thing on Facebook to help us understand why is this a woman? It was a little video clip and it, the title of it was The Difference Between Men and Women When They Go Shopping. Did you see that? Here's, here's, here's hundreds of wildebeests running this way. Here comes a lioness. She starts to get one, but she backs off and like, 
And she, she's watching all these hundreds of wildebeest just going like, she, she goes, no, no, not that one, you know. She goes back, and then all of a sudden this giant male lion just passes right by her and grabs the first thing he sees and kills it. <laughs> Difference between men and women. The lioness is being very focused and careful, you know. You ever seen the the Walmart GPS of a woman who goes in Walmart and a man who goes in Walmart, you know. She's up and down every aisle about four times and he's to one place, the cash register, and he's out, right? To pay attention to detail, that's a woman's job. That's how she's made. One more illustration. Came from a preacher. He's sitting reading the paper. She's sitting next to him after supper. Phone rings. He picks it up. He says, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Hangs up. Puts his paper back up in his face, and she says, who was that? It was so-and-so. What do you want? Well, it was... Where was he when he called? Well, you know, what was he doing? Why was he calling you? Know, just on and on. <laughs> then the phone rings and the woman answers it. And she's on there for like 35 minutes. Just He's still reading his paper. She hangs up. He's reading his paper. She says, you know who that was? No. Well, it was so-and-so. Oh, okay. You know what she wanted? No. Well, she, you know where she was when she caught me? No, no. I, you know what she's going to do for the rest of the night tonight? I don't care. You know, I just don't. I, okay, I give. This is the multifaceted woman who pays attention to detail, and here we are. That's why she's the one crying aloud. The guy would walk in and he would say, don't do that, do that, don't do that, and then shut up and walk, you know, that would be the guy, but not the lady. And I really like her way best right here because the Lord put it in there like that. <laughs> I will pour out my spirit on you and I will make my words known to you if you just turn at my rebuke. It's an easy thing. It's not that hard to move from the place of failure to the place of success, the place of discontent to the place of content. If you will just listen, observe, learn, and turn. If you're doing the wrong thing. But wisdom gets rejected. Because I have called and you refused, I have stretched out my hand and no one regarded. And because you ignored me, all my counsel, and would have none of my rebuke, I will also laugh at your calamity. I will mock 
when your terror, not if your terror comes, it's coming, it, but when, if you don't pay attention to the sound principles, successful principles of life, and the world is replete with examples, and they all are the same basic foundational principles of life, whatever it is. When the terror comes, I will mock. And it's going to come like a storm. And your destruction is coming like a whirlwind when anguish and distress come upon you. Failure to heed the cry of wisdom brings anguish and distress. And at the backdrop of all of this is it is so unnecessary. If you just observe and learn, and when you have to and where you have to, turn. And follow knowledge. Then they will call on me, but I'll not answer. They will seek me diligently, but they will not find me. Missed opportunities. Too far gone. Shot your reputation. Because they hated knowledge, and this is the bottom line. And did not choose the fear of Yahweh. You remember how this thing started? The fear of Yahweh? That's where knowledge starts. That's the beginning of all of it. Did not choose the fear of Yahweh. They would have none of my counsel and despised my every rebuke. Therefore, they will eat the fruit of their own way and be filled to the full with their own plans or their own devices. There's nothing, there's nothing left. Some, some years ago, we did a study on the history of the church. I'm, I'm sure you all remember exactly when it was and how many lessons we had in the study, right? In the early church, it was noted. Now, they were living generally among enemies because the pagans hate them, hated them and the Romans hated them and government hated them. But they lived a quiet and peaceable life. And when left to themselves, they were content. They could get by. They weren't, they weren't wealthy necessarily. But they met their needs. They sustained themselves. Now, on the flip side of that coin were those who were pagans. And for the most part, their lives were ripped apart. Part of their worship in their temples involved perverted sexual behavior. It involved uh, wine, and it involved drugs. They would walk into the smoke of opiates and everything else, and they'd just be breathing it in and drinking wine. In such a lifestyle, they couldn't, they couldn't apply themselves, and their lives were falling apart while the Christians lived on their meager fare and had peace and contentment and lived at peace with other people. 
And the church grew, according to the historians who wrote in that day, not necessarily Christians themselves. But the church and the lifestyle of Christians were attractive to these people whose lives had been train wrecks because they wanted what those people had. This gave them a perfect opportunity to share Christ. What's the difference between you and us? How can you live at peace? And how can you have your square meals and, and wear clean clothes? And how, how is this possible? I'll tell you why. We obey Christ. We follow the commands of Christ. It's a very simple thing. Just order your footsteps in the path to which Christ has called us. And it was the lifestyle of Christians as much as anything else that saw pagans in the Roman Empire coming to Christ. It's because they made the contrast and they turned at the rebuke of wisdom. This is just a this is just a God-given thing that's smart. And we should trust it and trust Him. And the church grew. But those who didn't ate the fruit of their own way and were filled to the full of their own plans, which of course brought destruction and emptiness. So here's the summary. For the turning away of the simple will slay them. And the complacency of fools will destroy them. They reject wisdom. They're indifferent to it, complacent toward it. Well, it brings destruction. Their lives fall apart. And they die. Whoever listens to me will dwell safely or dwell untroubled and will be secure without fear of evil. What else, what else in this life? What higher post, what higher station could we want than to live peaceably and securely and untroubled without fear of evil in this life. If we just listen to the cry of wisdom. We'll stop there and we'll have our deacon prayer time.